Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show. So a number of years ago, I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. This is one of the preeminent works within the world of positive psychology within the last 20 years. And in this book, she outlines two concepts, two different types of mindset, one being what she calls the growth mindset, the other being the fixed mindset. And you've probably heard this um, countless times at this point. It's such a a well-studied, well-talked-about frame of reference. And I I find it very helpful. Um, If you're not familiar with it, just real quickly from a high level, the the fixed mindset is born from a position of thinking that our, our traits, our skills, our talents, that they tend to be fixed from birth and that you are just innately good at some things and innately bad at them and that you're not really able to improve your your abilities in certain areas. For instance, if you've ever said, I'm just not a math person or I'm not good with languages, I'm not very musical. If you've ever said those types of things, that's the fixed mindset. Whereas the growth mindset recognizes that everything really exists along a continuum of, of skill and ability. And if it's a skill, then it can be practiced, it can be improved upon. And so the growth mindset is much more of an empowering position because even if you're not great at a thing, it it opens the door, the, the possibility for improvement that you could become competent at that thing. And underlying all of this is what I found to be just a simple word. Honestly, because in, in in life, it's never quite so cut and dry. Like, oh, you have a growth mindset. No, you have a fixed mindset. It's not binary. It's not black and white. It's more of a, a dichotomy, dichotomy to be managed. And on that dichotomy, the, there's a single word that I found that the whole thing kind of hinges upon. And if you can if you can instill this word into your lexicon, then it gives you untold power, because it acknowledges the fact that you have a capacity for greatness that you just haven't realized it yet and that is the word the word is yet i like the word yet because it's empowering to me you know it might be i'm not good at math yet i'm not good with music yet i'm not good at learning languages yet it puts the locus of control in your in your side of the court. And I think that is a powerful place from which to operate. And that's really the the whole juxtap- or the whole crux of the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. But I wanted to spend this episode just sharing with you uh, four simple reframes, simple things that we can do to transition our mindset from being more in that fixed position to being in that growth mindset. Because again, like depending on the day, depending on your mood, depending on the, the topic that you're addressing, It's always this spectrum of, am I feeling fixed today or am I feeling growth oriented? And, you know, if you get a good night's sleep, you're feeling robust and energetic and you're feeling optimistic, you're in a good mood, then you tend to, you know, skew more towards your growth mindset. If you didn't get those things, then you might be more in the fixed mindset. So in all things in life, there is this, you know, ebb and this flow. But here's four simple reframes that you can follow that will I find help you move towards your growth mindset more often than not. So simply, uh, number one is the idea that I don't have time, right? A lot of people say this. I don't have the time to do this thing. I'm too busy. I don't have the time. The reframe is here is I don't make time. So 
it's putting the power back into your control. Saying I don't have something makes it so that you can throw up your hands and say it's not my fault. The universe hasn't given it to me. That person has taken it from me. But if you say I don't make time, then you have acknowledged that it is within your capacity to designate the time to the thing that you wanted to do. It's just that you haven't done it. And just by claiming that responsibility, that accountability, and saying I am the one responsible at the end of the day for managing and making the time to do the things that I say I want to do, that is an empowering position. And the growth mindset, if, if nothing else, is all about uh, empowering you to take control over your future and recognizing that you do have that power. So instead of I don't have time, recognize, no, you do have time, you just don't make time. And the twist here then is to say I will make time, right? So if something is important to you, you will make time to do it. All right, the second reframe is, I don't know how to do this. And often we use this as an excuse to um, back out of a thing and say, oh, I can't help with that because I don't know how to do it. Or that's outside of my purview. Um, I don't know how to do it. We use this all the time as, a, as an excuse for not trying because the, the fear of failure is you know, innate in all of us. And we, we talk about how we need to fail our way to success and we talk a big game, but truthfully is like, nobody actually likes failing. All the gurus, myself, myself included, who talk about, oh, I love failing, it's the best. No, that's bullshit, nobody loves failing. Like, failing sucks, let's be honest, like, <laughs> failing sucks, but it is necessary and your relationship with that, the more that you can recognize how important it is, right? It, you might not love failing, but that doesn't mean that you need to avoid it, right? You, you, the people who are successful in life tend to fail the quickest, fail forward, they run towards those things, but that doesn't mean that they love failing. So if you don't know how to do a thing, you can avoid the failure by saying that, right? Like, I don't know how to do this. But if you want to reclaim control, you just add the word yet. I don't know how to do that yet. And now you have taking control, taking responsibility for going and acquiring the skill, the knowledge, and then doing the work that would enable you to know how to do the thing. And I find that very, very empowering personally. All right. And the third reframe is, this is one, this is one of my favorites. It's the, from I have to, to I get to, I don't have to go work out. I get to work out. I don't have to get up out of bed. I get to get out of bed. I don't have to take a cold shower. I get to feel alive and exhilarated by hopping in the shower. Just by that simple reframe and recognizing that there are thousands, millions of people on this planet that woke up this morning that no longer get to do the thing that you get to do in this moment. This thing that you dreading, they don't get to do that thing because they they don't have the mental faculties anymore. They don't have the physical faculties. Maybe they're dead, right? You get to do it by, def by the fact that you are here and you have the thing in front of you you get to do it. You don't have to do it. And just, man, just that one reframe that can spawn so much gratitude. Um, and it's always powerful to have this pointed out. You can be that friend to somebody and maybe, you know, choose wisely when to, to use this ability um, and have a little bit of discernment on which friends and family you can use this on. But I find it really, really helpful when people in my life catch me on my shit and they point out, when I'm being like a little wussy about something and complaining and then they reframe it for me and say, you don't have to do this. You get to do this. That puts me in my place more so than pretty much anything else a friend or a loved one could say to me. So try it out. All right. Number four and maybe and recycling back to that. Maybe don't um, be the person that has to go and do that to everybody else, but give them permission to call you on your shit. That that's what I'm trying to get to here. All right, number four is the I can't. I hate the word I can't. It's so defeating, so so weak. Um, 
Just get rid of the can't. I can. You can do the thing. Now, whether or not you are going to do the work necessary to be able to put yourself in the position to do the thing, that's an entirely different question, right? But you can do the thing. It's just a decision and um, uh, it just comes down to actually, will you do the work or not? That's, that's really what it is. I, I find I can't to just to be such weak sauce. And then if you want to move towards your greatness and like live in alignment with your highest and best self, you, you can't, you can't have words like I can't in your life. I'm sorry. You just can't <laughs> see what I did there. Okay. Anyway, that's going to do it for me guys and gals. I appreciate you as always. Thank you for being here. We'll catch you in the next episode. Hey, what's up guys real quick. I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently. And recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show.